this message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Right, Romans chapter um, 30 and verse Romans 30 verse 28 right, if you can put it up please Romans 30 28 sorry Proverbs 30 28 is the sound that is causing this sound is hollow I can't see it please. it says the spider It says, the spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. All right, no, verse 28 only. Verse 28, please. The spider taketh hold with her hands and the scripture says, is in king's palaces. And then Proverbs 22 and verse 29. Proverbs 22, 29, please. Seest thou a man that is diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings, and he shall not stand before mean men. Now, if you compare that to what we read, Proverbs 30 and 28, and if we start reading from 27, I think it talks about uh, mysteries that are on the earth. Okay? It has nothing to do with taking away. All right, verse 28. All right, that, that's it. The locusts, okay, no, go back to 26. You, go back to 26, first one. 25. Verse 25, please. All right, the answer, people, or let's start 24. It talks about mysteries. I want to start from that point. Oh, there are four things which are little upon the earth. But they are exceeding wise. The first one he says is ants are not a people, sorry, a people not strong, but they prepare their meat in the summer. So the ants, all right, excel through adequate preparation and uh, there are no emergencies there. I think someone said that a disaster is any situation that a human being faces that that person did not prepare for. Once there is uh, adequate preparation, which means you anticipated the thing, and there is adequate preparation for it, then you advert, all right, the condition where people say it's a disaster. Then we go to the next one. It tells us that, the next one, Cornies, though they be feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. So they use the rock of the environment as their strength. Locals have no king, yet they go forth, all of them, by bands. So they win battles on the strength of, all right, multitudes in agreement going in the same direction. And they have massive impact, even though they don't have a defined king. Then it says the fourth one 
is that a spider, the fourth mystery here, uh, verse 28, put it up please. The fourth one is, the spider taketh hold with her hands. And it's in king's palaces. So the idea that it's communicating here is that the spider that tells you something, that the spider is able to access king's palaces because it understands or is highly skilled in the use of its hands. And that paints a picture that those who will have access to the king's palaces, you find it in Proverbs, um, engineer, just leave it the way it is. Don't touch it again, okay? Proverbs 22, verse 29, you find it there, and it says this in Proverbs 22, 29. Says thou a man that is diligent in his business, that man shall stand before kings and not before mean men. So we are speaking about accepting and cultivating that spirit of excellence, not just the desire to do it, but we'll touch on the know-how, which means uh, being successful at what you do. We've explained the importance of work, and you understand that the only way for yourself is through work. And when you don't have independence, what we mean by independence is, all right, you are not, uh, you can provide, all right, for your own self, by yourself. You can develop the quality of life that you desire through the work of your hands. We have explained that the way God ministers to our needs and provides for us as human beings is through the work of our hands. What he does is that he blesses the work of our hands. Uh, if you say someone should give you something, money doesn't come out of heaven. Any money that is available anywhere today is a product of some form of work that has been carried out by some people. Even if a government says that we have money by reason of the sale of oil, that, that oil that you are selling has come as a re result of some people doing work with that black liquid innovating and converting it into something that has value. And that there are individuals that are involved in the process of extracting it and giving value. So any money you find in the pocket or anywhere is a product of work. And so we said, when you come out of your family, uh, you should come out with some skill set. And in this day and age, all right, of knowledge, where you can acquire skills even through YouTube, uh, you can acquire skills, all right, just at your fingertips, then you have absolutely no excuse not to cultivate the relevant skills that are marketable at that particular point in time. You have to get this ingrained on the inside of yourself. As a Christian, you don't even have any excuse because it says you shall lend to nations and you shall not borrow. 
So you can't say that, all right? The nation owes me something. Just detach yourself from that mindset and you begin to make giant strides, all right, in your life. You're in a position today on this earth that you can work from any place on this earth and earn money in any currency on this earth, all right? If you can service the needs of the population centers, wherever they are in the world, you can be paid directly from that place in any currency in the world. There is no mystery to it. It is just developing, all right, the relevant skill. And education, sometimes having education is not enough, which means that no real relevant skill was communicated or transferred to you when you went through, all right, school there. The skill that was transferred was a skill on having to, understanding how to learn, all right, analyze information and all of that. But that skill now has to be used to develop relevant skill that is now marketable. So get that out of your mind that, all right, uh, people owe me something or somebody must give me something. From God, through my mind, into my hands, my hands there, I develop products and services that become useful or valuable to society. And in exchange for that, they gave me something. So it is your means of exchange, we said this, on the earth. Now, work is, has a two-edged sword in the sense that, right, you can, uh, there are two things you can look at here. You are delivering value to change lives. That's one. And then in exchange for that value, you are given something for your own personal sustenance. So let me give an example here. A medical doctor, they rush a child who has had an accident to that child, to that doctor. Now the doctor, two-edged sword here, all right, he does work on that child and receives satisfaction from saving the life of a child. Or, all right, a person deploys what they do and they receive satisfaction from seeing their contributions there, all right, change the lives of people. Or creates, and we'll see this in scripture, what Jesus called the abundant life. In other words, you make life easier for people on this earth. And there is a deep satisfaction that comes from that. Uh, the Bible says, let every man prove his or her own work, and then they shall have satisfaction, all right, or joy in themselves and not in another. All right, contributing to society, doing a relevant and productive work brings a level of satisfaction there to the heart of a person. And then, then there's something that is given in exchange, all right, for that particular thing. And we said this exchange thing is not just money. Money is not the highest. Because if a person, for example, all right, charges, let's just say this, charges 500,000 naira for a certain operation, all right? And somebody comes in and pays 500,000, another person comes in and pays 500,000, and then somebody who is very powerful in society comes in and pays 500,000, but this person has, all right, uh, global networks that can change the life of this doctor that helped, all right, their child. 
okay, and they give that doctor their card and say, listen, this is my card, or right, let's establish a relationship between ourselves there. That relationship, all right, is much more than just the 500,000, let's say this here, that was paid there. So there's more value here. And you've got to understand this, all right, about work. You must understand the nature of work and be, and be brilliant. Don't just think about work. I'm sure it's here that we're just going to work. We're collecting money and they didn't pay me enough and all of that. You are missing the point on work. First of all, it gives personal satisfaction to your soul, all right, to see lives totally transformed as people. Uh, as a pastor, the greatest satisfaction that you get in ministry is if somebody comes and, and tells you how much your message changed and transformed their lives. In other words, how blessed all right, they were. I mean, somebody wrote to me here. Let me read it this afternoon. Just send this in. Uh, and I just said, because the testimony is coming, and sometimes you forget to encourage somebody. All right? And the person sent in this testimony. Let me just read this. Go help somebody, even though it's not directly. Oh, my. Oh, my. I saw my other phone. All right? But was my other phone. All right, so test one of a chap here, but it brought satisfaction there to me. Now, the impact of it, you can see your church grow and see external things, but that is a secondary benefit, all right? First benefit there is in that particular thing that you are doing. So the exchange value, again, can now be used in several ways. So I'm trying to break down. I want, I want to show you something this evening. Multifaceted part of work. I've said that work here has a two-edged sword. There's a level of satisfaction you get as a person. From the work, all right, that you do, your product or service that changes the lives of people. Then there's an exchange value for that where people give you, all right, in the simplest form, monetary reward for the product or the service that you have offered. Now, that monetary reward that you now receive now has, all right, a multifaceted way, which means that, I mean, when the scripture says, let him that still, still no more, but let him labor that he may have to give, all right, to him that is in need. So now you now have another thing you can do with the money that you have that you have disposable income, you can now help people in creative ways. So you're helping people at the first end of delivering products and services to people. Then on the second end again, in terms of, all right, the, the, the monetary rewards that you receive, you're also doing things. Now, people say this, and they don't get it in terms of charity. They will tell you that someone like Steve Jobs was not involved in charitable donations. He was not. And that how then did he prosper if, all right, helping the poor and needy, all right, is connected to a person prospering on this earth? They forget something basic here. All right? That the act of you thinking of how to help people through the work that you are doing is already charity. Do you get what I'm saying here? The fact that somebody created a mobile phone that I can use to do things is already an act of charity. Because this mobile phone can do more for me than if you handed me 100,000 naira. Do you get what I'm saying here? Do you understand this? 
So it's already a, a man, like someone, as someone said, you don't give back to the community. He said, I've given you the greatest thing. The ability to survive this community and excel in life should inspire you. I've given you inspiration. It's correct. Oh, you, you think he's the one that gave you $5,000? He said, I've inspired you. I've shown you that you can break out of this environment with somebody and break out of this and succeed in life. That is inspiration. See, the first man just went to run to run 100 meters under 10 seconds. Nobody under recorded history had done it. He ran it in the semi-final of the Olympics. First person, by the time they got to final, five people ran under 10 seconds. Because once one person broke the barrier, something broke in everybody, we can do it too. Do you get what I'm saying here? So for you to succeed there, all right, is uh, and, and act there. For, for people to see people that came out of the environment that they were, all right, and to succeed. It's an act of charity, all right, that they have done in terms of the product and service. So it's not just on the other end where somebody comes and gives you money, all right, and does that. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that a medical doctor who stays there for 15 hours in an operation and saves a person's life has not done more charity than somebody who gave that person money to bury the child? Wait, answer my question. Which one will you choose? That's an act of charity. So someone comes and says, like, okay, take money. Say, ah, this is the one that loves you. The person that was there 15 hours that he was putting up and was operating and said, I will not leave. Who could have left? And you wouldn't know that they could have left. All right, who got up all right in the middle of the night when he was his own family and put on and rushed to the hospital to save a life is an act of charity there. And so there's a satisfaction you get on that level. So don't just look at work because if you don't see it this way, you can't get into the creative flow of work. And I'll show this here. What you're just trying to do is to take from people. And if you, what you're just trying to do is, I want to get into the system, all right, so I can take from people, which means I don't really contribute much, but I must take out of the system, uh, which is, all right, that really amounts to stealing, even though you are saying you're working. I hope you understand what I'm saying now. Do you get what I'm saying here? If, if I come into a company and I just sit down, and they, they say it's from nine to five, I'm yawning. When I see them coming, then I like this. That I'm doing. And then I yawn again when they're gone. And they say, where's my salary? Where's my salary? What are you doing? You're stealing now. That means you are not contributing anything there, but you want to extract out of it. And you must understand that what you're extracting out, there are some people in that place who contributed it. Do you get what I'm saying here? That's why when you come and meet entrepreneurs and you tell people that um, 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 you must increase everybody's salary. Just look at it. That's why I say I've been using this. Uh, I've been using church mind to do this thing. What are they saying? Church mind means I've been paying people just out of sympathy. I'm not doing church mind again. Oh yeah, who are the productive people? One, two, three, four, five, six. Who are the unproductive people? Who are, you can go. These three jobs. These three jobs. Give it to this one person who are paying the person five hundred thousand. Increase that person's salary to seven fifty thousand. Match this one. Give it one million. Instead of paying 500,000 in three places, give that one person one million. So, do you get what I say here? Then the person is now complaining. How can they treat me this way? They fired me. They fired me. <laughs> I have told you, if you have relevant skills, nobody can fire you on this earth. Because if you leave this place, you are going somewhere else.
So what we are saying is, put up the scripture, I think I put it, looking for it. Proverbs, it says, uh, 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 a slothful man shall not roast what he took from hunting. Uh, the slothful man shall not roast. I, I just want to break work for you so, so it becomes exciting. The slothful man shall not roast that which he took in hunting. But the substance of a diligent man is precious. Now, there's a hunter there that went hunting, and they've said this is, first person I heard teach this was Dr. Mensah Tobil, and he was saying there's a problem with the African mindset. Dress-wise, Africans' dressing demonstrates the most wealth. You know if an African dresses up? You know, when we do that, when we put the beads, we demonstrate. Creation of that wealth is where our problem is. But demonstration of it we do it. No wedding is as expensive as African wedding. Do you get what I'm saying? My driver comes to pick me up. I say, oh, I'm happy. Uh, do you change the posture of your seats of your car? I said, no, I changed the car. I said, well, I said, I want chops where I said, okay. Now with fuel, everybody will adjust. Okay. It's not every party you go. You look whether if we drive and drive. It has network value. <laughs> All right. Now, so what's he saying here? He's saying that a cow, all the hunter does is he takes the cow or he goes there and grabs the animal but doesn't roast it. To roast what he's talking about is to derive all the value from it. So, in, which means that you have to approach your work with a capitalist mindset. And I'll explain what a capitalist. A capitalist mindset is not an exploitative mindset. This is the only way work can be interesting, satisfying, and fun. And then I'll show you how to do it on the other end, which is how to innovate. Because innovation is a skill that you learn. Nobody is born as an innovator. It's a learned skill, and you can learn it. Okay? So, this is what happens. You take the cow and someone just takes the cow and you kill the cow or whatever this. Now, from just one, from the cow there, you have, if you get the milk, from that milk, you can make, just for simple thing, you can make cheese. These are billion dollar industries. Butter, billion dollar industries. Milk itself, billion dollar industries. You can take the leather. The leather bags, billion dollar industries. All right, uh, basketball, that's where they get baseball gloves, gloves itself, billion dollar, all right, industries. The horns there, that's what they call fine bone China. Is There's the horn of, they used to do that, all right. And in Nigeria, I just, I, let me, as a friend told me, he says, a friend of mine, he was my junior in school, he, uh, he makes roughly, uh, that's why there's problem in this country. It's not just headsman problem. Is, is business. People just don't understand it is real business because what's causing, well, let me not talk because everything you say here goes, if I say something, it's global. So let me, not, let me just leave it. But there's business, all right, that is involved in everything um, that people do. And it's that business side that is creating money. People are selling things. Some of the biggest luxury designers buy out leather from, from, from Nigerian cattle this. Some of it buy out. Some of, some of the finest steaks in restaurants come from, are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah. So there's a whole steak industry just from the cow, from the animal. 
Then there is the plates. You are making plates. Fine bow china, tea cups. That one is there. But you can just take that cow and just kill the cow and sit down. And that's all. But that cow has what? Wealth in it. So what I'm trying to say is that it's the same way. The work that you are doing that you say, and what they just pay me is 100,000 naira. It's like the cow. The spirit of capitalism is how to break that work down and extract value from different points. Are you following what I'm saying here? Okay. Because you can just take a cow. But people have extracted. So jackets, shoes, very expensive things. All right, plates, cups. Okay. So work also should be approached that way. So break it down this way. Number one. One of the things that I will get from work, working in a place, is what they call relational networks, which you should develop. In other words, you are going to get, all right, to meet with people, interact with people, and let me tell you this, whoever will get to the top is never going to be just because of that you get to the top just because because it says he shall stand before kings it's the king that now raises you to another level do you get what i'm saying here your diligence will make you stand before a king the king now decides whether you are going up to another level here which means there are doors that will open you up all right to certain places there are many people it's not the most brilliant music um, singers that are the most successful it's not the, listen to me, Bill Gates wasn't the most brilliant scientist in the place. He wasn't. In fact, I will show you somebody, I, I, I bought it that could play for you, who already had a dream of putting computers on every table around the world. His company, was, he was the first person, and I would say, to say it and start doing it. Unfortunately for him, he was selling computers. The mistake they said he made was that he came while he was selling computers. Back then in the 70s, he made $75 million. While in the process of doing it, he now went to announce that we have a new product coming. And that new product will be faster than all of it. So all the old products people had, nobody bought old products again. And they had it in the center. That's how the thing went bankrupt. He announced his vision. And in the vision that he announced, he killed the business that was coming. It is that vision somebody else took and now ran with. Okay. So, there's relational network there. Number two, there's personal self-development as a benefit from it. In other words, when you are working, all right, there has to be personal self-development. You must be developing yourself. And the only way you will develop yourself is by taking up tasks where you are. Not just what they verbally told you to do, but take up tasks beyond that to solve problems in that organization or wherever you are, which means you are a problem-solving person. And by doing that, what you are doing is there is personal or right, development that is going on. So one, there's, before you get to money, there's relational network. You are meeting people, you are relating people, you can build a huge all right, network there from the interactions that you have with the people. Second thing is you can dramatically improve yourself as a person, which means that it's a platform to improve yourself. 
There is no place where you are walking where if you see something and you go and meet your boss and say, look, I see something in this area. I want to take it up there to help in resolving this issue that they won't allow you to go and do it. If you are going to solve a problem and create something. So self-improvement, all right, as a person, it does so much for you because in future, we're going to see this here, how God promotes. So self-improvement, which means you are developing your own self. All right, and of course, all right, money comes in that can now be used in various ways there. And we've said solving problems there. So to succeed at anything that you are doing, you have to identify at every given time the problem that you are solving. In other words, what problem am I solving? And here's what people have to understand. You can be honest about work with integrity or you can, you know, be funny about it. The reason is this. Once you have satisfied a certain level of work, you will see on the horizon the next thing you challenge you should go and take. You can back off from it because it was never assigned to you as a person. Are you following what I'm saying? So if I'm working in a certain place, for example now, let let me just give an example now. If we didn't start opening campuses everywhere, nobody will come and ask me. All right? If we were parking everybody inside the uh, Igomu Center, and uh, nobody's going to come and meet me and say, you have failed in ministry. They will still say that you are doing very well in ministry. You can see the horizon. You can look at it and tell yourself that, am I going to stretch myself and do all of this? Do I really want to do this? I mean, I can, we can just be here and, and, and you know, you can, you can do, how they do lifestyle success. And just say, look, I'm not, I'm not stretching myself into any other thing. And just stay there. Right? Or you can be there and see new terrain there that nobody else may have seen. And tell people that, look, I want to go ahead and do this kind of thing. And then you take that challenge upon yourself. And then walk, all right? Because it will improve and it will develop yourself. You grow new brain cells. And that's what is actually going to help you in future. All right? Not just the fact that you have developed, you have an attitude towards work. Right, that is very, very powerful, which means that you're a person there that identifies things there and says to yourself, I'm going to solve this thing next. I'm going to solve this thing next, which means at every given time, you are solving some form of problem, right, within that particular space there. And by doing that, you are growing and your own personal capacity is beginning to increase, all right, um, by the day. So you are creating there to succeed at work. You are solving problems. John chapter 10 verse 10. Or I put the message translation of it. I've come that they might have life. And you are doing this. This is literally what you are doing. Giving more abundant life. Put it in message translation. Oh yeah. A thief only is only there to steal, to kill, and destroy. I came so that they can have real and eternal life. More and better life than they ever did what? Dreamed of. So anybody who is involved in work, what you're involved in is giving to people a better life. Which means how can I give to people right a better experience in life? What can I do to make all right, life better? for the people that I'm interacting with, for the clients. And once you start thinking that way, you are involved, all right, in that work there. And that's where work begins to come out from. So, have the task, all right, 
And then use two things. I'll just quickly share how to get this done. Have the task that is before you. And then use innovation and collaboration to solve the problem. Now, if you want to solve any problem, the two things that you need is innovation through collaboration. And you will solve any problem. There is no problem or challenge you cannot meet if you are going to use innovation through collaboration. You will solve the problem. Now, if you sit, all right, and isolate yourself, then that problem there or that issue is going to create massive headache there. I mean, I've said this before that some of us saying this in University of California and she's a teacher said this and said, I've noticed that the Asian students are doing far better than the African-American students. And somebody said, well, is the background, you know, sometimes African-Americans, where they came from. The teacher said, no, you, you can't tell me about aptitude. I checked their results when they came in. The aptitude test they did. The African-Americans were at par and in many cases better than the Asians. How come these people are doing much better than them? I said, okay, said, I'm going to, she, she started following them around just to watch how they did. And she noticed that Asian students read in groups, but the African-Americans were reading, all right, and studying and preparing for exams as individuals. And then she said, that's the problem. Because when the Asians go, they'll go in groups of six, seven, and as they're doing their work, they're asking themselves questions. When the African-Americans are going to Africans, they just sit down with it. And they are just by themselves. Now, when people, and that's what they said about uh, locals, collaborate, that's where innovation, all right, actually begins to come out of. So how do you innovate? Innovation means that you want to create ideas that were non-existent to solve a problem in that place that nobody has solved all right, inside that place. In other words, there is a challenge that you want to solve, and that's what innovation is all about, which means you look at something, or you can look at uh, traffic, and someone says, I want to solve the traffic problem in this city. So what you do is that you start innovating in order to solve it. I want to solve this particular problem, and any problem can be solved. All right, once there is a challenge there, that means that that thing can be solved. All right, or else it will not be a challenge. The only reason why it's a challenge is that it can actually be solved. And the method to doing it is collaboration. So once you have a task that is before you, how then are you going to excel? If you try this, I'm telling you, above every other person in that realm. Collaboration. What do I mean by that? Let me give some scriptural background to this. In John chapter 4, verse 35, all right, to verse 38. It says this. Say not, all right, ye, there are yet four months, and then comes the harvest. So I say you take four months before the harvest. Just say, don't say so. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white and all ready for harvest. He said this is just the problem. Next verse. That he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth food to life to now. That he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. Verse 37. Herein is the saying true. One soweth, another reapeth. Verse 38. He now says, I sent you to reap, wherein you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and you have entered into their labor. Now, if you go into life and walk without entering into the labors of other people, you will sweat. 
Okay? So if you want to do something with speed, you have to enter into other people's labels. Are you following what I'm saying here? So if you want to solve a problem, first thing you want to do is enter into somebody's label. So if I tell you that I want to start a series on faith, the first thing I do is I want to enter into a field where others have what? Labored. If I go to God and start praying, God, 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 all right, give me revelation on faith, give me revelation on faith, and I don't read anything anybody has said about faith, I will preach that faith there. If there are four people that have read books here, they will know that you have just started. Do you get what I'm saying here? You are, you are doing arithmetic when people are already doing algebra. That's how you're going to sound. All right? When you go to school, what they are doing to what you go and do in school is you are entering into the labors of other people. They are teaching you what other people have already discovered. So that when you take off, you take off from what they already know. Do you get what I'm saying? If you will start from the beginning, then you have to start from arithmetic and start from that. ABC wants before you start, before you learn, before you discover that your life will have ended. Okay? You'll be 100 years. So you are going into, so just understand this. You are going into other people's labor. So innovation is not that you sat down and from nowhere, this massive breakthrough idea came. That idea is coming from somewhere. It's coming from stored up knowledge that you have inside you. Do you get what I'm saying here? Yes, Concerning that particular thing. Now, what does the innovator do? What the innovator does here is that you are in what you will call, all right, let me just say now, I mean, okay, let me, let me just say this here. I went to a fashion designer's place in Abuja. And when I got there, I went downstairs to his place. And he had a lounge. So, and, I mean, I know him. I know him. So, he had a lounge. So, he took me around. He just said, you see this lounge? He said, he said, it has, and I've seen that that lounge has created traffic into his business. It's just what he said. He said, I, I was flying Turkish Airlines and they took me to their lounge in their airport. And I looked at it and I said, ah, I can, we all just sat down, we're talking. So I can adopt this in my own office too. So in his tailoring place, he created a lounge. He now said, inside that lounge, people have met in Abuja where they've done businesses together. So people come for the lounge and then buy clothes. Are you following what I'm saying here? Now, if you are just so, you will know that the lounge is making people come. People come to the lounge there. But he didn't get that idea of the lounge from heaven. Do you get what I'm saying? He got it from an existing idea on the earth that was being used in an industry that was not connected to his own industry. Are you following what I'm saying here? So, when you have a problem, an issue you want to solve, just know that there are existing ideas in different places that if you combine together, you will solve this particular problem. So you identify what the problem is, that this is the issue here. Then what do we do? Let us now go and seek for, all right, ideas. Where are you going to get these ideas from? Books. All ideas in the world are contained in books. Well, you can say books. When we say books now, 
The internet now, you can say it's electronic books. So people have information. You now want to go and get, look, get that information there. Look, let me say this here. You can't be, you see, we, we do some things in Christianity because I, I read what somebody said on Facebook. He said, we want results without process. All right? And people just want to say, God, which, which is why we do hit and miss. God, let them promote me. God, promotion comes from who? God. When God was going to divide talents to people, didn't he divide it according to their what? Ability. Isn't that what he did? So if he's going to promote you, he has to promote you according to your what? Ability. So you are ready for promotion when your ability exceeds the space that you are occupying. It's a law in life. Nature cannot, if you are bigger than your space, that space will push you to the place where you are supposed to be. When they talk about quantum leap, quantum leap is a particle in science here that once it gains energy, it gets excited and it has to go to the level where other people of that energy are. So once your capacity has exceeded where they put you, do you get what I'm saying here? You have, that nature will force you to the level where you now are. If there is no room in that place, God will get another company to call you and put you in that particular position. But if you are just sitting down and you don't do anything, there is no self-improvement, there is no capacity development there, you are just going through the motions. And you can see opportunities there for work. And you refuse to take those opportunities because you think that will game the system. Right? You will find that at the end of the day, that actually, at the end of the day, water will find its what? Level. I, you know something? So what you just simply do is, you look at it and look at the various things. So, there, I mean, that's why if you come, see me, and I say that even when I'm doing work as I will bring out, um, 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 I can bring, I mean, I've, I've brought out Pep Guardiola before. I've used, um, what's his name? I said that before. All right? Because what we're trying to do is to extract information from anywhere. If I sit down now and I'm watching the cricket match and I'm looking at how they're making decisions, I extract things, all right, from the place. And you'll find out that these concepts here are, are the same concepts that are being used. They, they asked Ateta, I mean, they came close to winning the league. They asked him, what, what did you change? In it? He said he joined the group. Inside that group, you had military generals, retired guys. You had all kinds of guys that were there. He said, what do you do? Your team loses a match. Everybody's discouraged. We go into those groups and ask them, when you lose something as a military person, how do you get your troops, rally your troops back? They said they will share the ideas. They will go and meet another person in business. How do you do it? You share the idea. He will take all those ideas, they bring it to his team, turn it into football, inject it there. All right, so he was connected to something. Put up Job chapter 8 and verse 4, and then I'll just close with the last one. So it's a combination, so you have to start seeking for that, and this is what will make you excel. Because listen, if you start seeking there, uh, wait, wait, oh, it's when you have solution to the problem you talk, not when you are in the process to show that you are learning things. Do you get what I'm saying here? All right, look, I'm a pastor. There's somebody in this church was working and working in a big old company here. She was inside a board meeting or a meeting, leadership meeting. She said they used the term. They said, this is the car of oil. 
she, she, they, she looked at them, looked at them. They said, um, she said, Caro Vovoya. What are they saying? She said, please, will you excuse me? She came out of the meeting. At this real time, she called me and said, Pastor. I said, what? She said, in the meeting, they said, Karov of oil. Who is Karov? I said, okay. Let me explain who Karov is to you. Why did she know that I will know? Because she knows that I exposed myself. Karov was the political campaign manager of George Bush. So how will you, how will you, and the architect of the victory of, of Republican Party? But she just knew that, who in this world will I call? <laughs> in fact, there is a banker, he doesn't say it. Top banker in Nigeria. He got one point, he said, he, he told her, he said, I will ask somebody the solution for this thing. They wanted to motivate their workers. He said, if he doesn't have the answer, then there's no answer. <laughs> and he sent me a message. So you broaden your knowledge. So there is a lot that the Holy Ghost can mix in you. Do you get what I'm saying here? You want to find out how, how, so the Holy Ghost has a lot that he mixes. Now, for the Christian, what really should be happening, which we are not doing, is that he will mix revelation of scripture with those natural knowledge. Are you following me there? When he mixes those things, so you know when the Bible says, and the angels of God came, they were sons of God, mated with natural, and they created God. So when you take revelation and it mates with natural things, you create, do you get what I'm saying here? They'll say, where do you get this idea? Because they are scanning natural information. You are integrating. Are, are you following me? So they said, who is the genius in innovation? Is the one, everybody steals ideas, but is the one who hid where they stole it. Because they mixed it to the point where even the originators of the idea couldn't recognize the idea when it came out. Shakespeare, the great Shakespeare, they ran, you know back then you don't know what's happened, so they ran the thing when, when, to, to find out whether anybody has written. They found out there was another writer before him. Who many of the things he wrote, he wrote. Look, let, let, let me give a, let, 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 me, let me give a, let me give a, let me give a, I mean, so let, let me just give you an example. Someone like um, somebody said this, and he was a professor of Yoruba. In, he was in Tibado, University of Tibado. He said, "My great friend, Professor Wodeshenka, won the Nobel Prize." He said, "The English people said he brought something to their language that they never knew. He brought ways of expressing it." He said, "What Wodeshen, Professor Wodeshenka did was that he had a perfect understanding of Yoruba." and a perfect understanding of English. So in many cases, the breakthrough was that he wrote Yoruba in perfect English. And because they have no knowledge of Yoruba, they didn't know what was going on. Let me give an example. Or right, I'll translate it. This is translation if you're not Yoruba. In Yoruba, you can say, if a lion comes, you can say, ah. You can say, and you're afraid. So someone will say, ah, and I was scared. But in Yoruba, you can say, and I was scared and I ran. In Yoruba, you say, ah, buy semi-sorrow. <laughs> now, what that means is that I saw the lion and I had a conversation with my feet. So he wrote it. So to them, what? I saw a lion. So what he was doing was he was taking and mixing. All geniuses mix, oh. Are you following what I'm saying here? 
you know, let me, let me say you know I know stuff. You know, <laughs> let me, let, no, let me, you know they sued Ed Sheridan for 20 million that he's, you know they should sue him. How did he win the case? He got to court, said, all right, is this this song? Let me play another song for you. Is this the song? Let me play the court. He played it. Ah. He said, but this song you're saying, this song 25 years ago, somebody did this. Does it sound alike? They said, yes. All right, tell me another song. They told. 40 years ago, this person played this chord. Pam, pam. He said, everybody. <laughs> There's no new chord. The judge said, you can't be going. Because if you want to say, the person who said he stole their song, he now played another song before theirs, that if we're going to be claiming stealing, we will have to go <laughs> to, from the beginning. In other words, it is called inspiration. <laughs> but I'm trying to say that it's a any look, any problem, just tell yourself, I can solve this problem. You you understand what I'm saying? I just tell us I can solve it. How am I gonna solve it? I'm going to now start on a search. Now God guide me into the fields where others have labored. Are you following what I'm saying? Lead me into the places where others are labeled, where I can get the relevant material. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah? Now, once you get that, that's how you do relevant material here. You just mix the thing. You see me as I am now. I'm not drawing inspiration for ministry again from Pentecostals. I'm now with the Baptists. <laughs> Southern Baptists. Are you following me? And a lot of people that you see, imagine, for example, you won't believe, when I say Southern Baptist, you won't believe that, um, what's his name now? Um, uh, Elevation Church in America, what's his name? Stay 40. He's Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist. Recording Southern Baptist. But they don't look like uh-huh, because they've mixed it. They took Southern Baptist. <laughs> then they took Hillsong, everything mixed. <laughs> when it comes to uh-huh, when you say that Southern Baptist, say, I can. they've mixed. Is that mix? Do you get what I'm saying? When they say there's a new flavor. Is, is, it, is it that they went to create something? No, now they mixed it differently. So any new thing is a different way of mixing things that are in existence. So when you've changed the mix, somebody else adds a little bit to your own tool, then mixes it. It's a new thing. And when they mix your own tool, take it back and mix it. <laughs> no, I've told you the secret to innovation. And it's through innovation. If you are cracking your score, you are wasting your time. So what happens is, once you start telling yourself, I'm going to solve it, solve it, and you start getting knowledge from different places, that thing happens on that. That eureka is when the things have connected. Do you get what I'm saying here? It's just like you're trying to learn a language. They take you to France. One day you wake up and you just know how to do it. So one day you just wake up and you say, that's it. If we do it like this, like this, like this, like this, we are going to get it done. Okay? Then finally here, all right? Lastly, 
I, mean, I know people will find this one, but I'm saying this, that focus on your work and not getting promoted. No, here, but, you know, let me tell you this. That's why many people are on, they are, they are into politics instead of performance. Because what they are trying to do is to get promoted without really doing the hard work. And I know what I'm saying here. All right? Focus on the work. Understand and commit. Now, you are going through a God system. So you commit it to God that God is the one who promotes and who will open up doors. But focus on that work. On, on building all right, um, um, capacity. F- for example, let me, let me say that. I'm going to say that next minister's conference. If a person has a church of 100 people, do you know, because they feel that they, are, they feel inside that I'm failing, my church is not growing, they are not pastoring those 100 people. All they're trying to do is to try to get people. But they are not pastoring those people. And you can get to a point where you can even dislike the people. Uh, when, uh, you understand what I'm saying? When I say you dislike people, you say, ah, these people are not inviting people. All this, uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? You can start developing resentment to the very people. But if you start pastoring the people, if you understand what pastor is, start pastoring the people, that's the person is actually pastoring the people, then what begins to happen is that an impact starts coming to the lives of people. And then after some time, people start saying, all right, and then growth begins to come. Because wherever... You know, so growth begins up. So you have to focus on the work that you have been given. In other words, this is my work. How do I, in this society we are, very few people do the work. If you start doing the work, you excel. It will, let me tell you this, it won't be long where what will go around. I'm talking about in six months. What will go round about you? If you sit down with the work and, and, you, and you apply yourself and, and say, look, I'm going to, and you start doing it, word will begin, all right, to go round concerning it. Let me close by saying this. This chap, well, he used to play with Michael Jordan in Chicago Bulls. And he said this. He said he used to, when he was 6'3", they said, so how did he get into basketball? He said he used to have a friend, his high school coach, just liked him and still hang around. But a coach. So he asked him, he said, uh, so what do you want to do with your life? Just as in, not, uh, what do you want to do? How do you want to be? Like I said, I want to play in the NBA. He said he looked at him. But you don't behave like someone who wants to play in the NBA. Ah. I said, what do you mean, sir? He said, no sacrifices, no routine, nothing. He said, so, the guy taught him this. Don't try to do anything extraordinary. Just do the ordinary thing, things in an extraordinary way. And then he told him, he said, listen to him. He told him, he said this. He said, there was no school, no school that gave him scholarship on his basketball skills at that time. None. Because he wasn't good. He said, six months after he applied it. All he was doing was doing ordinary things. So if every day there was practice, he would just do it in an extraordinary way. If others finish at 4 o'clock, he would stay till 5, attempting 8. All right? He said they used to live on the fourth um, floor. He said instead of taking the elevator, he would run up the stairs just to walk out and come down. He said in six months, 
the five top schools in America handed him scholarship because of his skill. Six months. I'm telling you that people and mental work is harder than physical body. That mental work, if they give you things to read, when you get to one place and your brain starts sweating, you just close it. Just understand this. Now, because I'm talking about career, your brain is a muscle. And that muscle can be stretched and developed. And the more you, that you lift weights and work out, and you do inconvenient things, the same way intellectually, if you enter into inconvenient areas and start doing that, that muscle begins to grow. And it starts getting stronger. And once it gets to a certain level, you are above 99% of people operating on the earth. It's a muscle. But you have to engage yourself in tasks there. All right, that actually do it. I mean, someone just said this in passing. I heard he was a wealthy man. He said, this is what he said, and I got what he was saying. He said, all wealthy people in the world are into retail business. He just said this. He said they're into retail business. Watson's, uh, he said they're into retail business. He now said this. He said, they, he just said, he said, they find the perfect model and scale it. Oh! I said, that's it. That's what I've been trying to think. All these campuses are opening. There's a perfect model of that particular thing. There's a way that that thing works. Once you have discovered how it works perfectly, then you can make it global. You can make it a global thing. Once you found out what are the elements that make all right all these campuses, what are the things that make it work when you open something? So I just I just said, how am I going to do it? It's not that like you just sit and start and pray. So I told you that open campuses, go and give me a write up as to everything you did, every change you made, every adjustment you made. Any alternation you made? What are the things you tried that didn't work? What are the things that just went that work? Get me on the fire. Send it. When I look at everything and I study everything together, I will be able to find what is common among denominator among all of that. And then you say, okay, next set of leaders will use this information to train. Are you following me? It's from a man that sells. I was a businessman. Are you from? Dr. Roberts, everybody says Roberts, the healing ministry, great healing evangelist. Well, Tulsa, everybody says Tulsa, the city of God. How did he get Tulsa? He said he's a businessman that told him. That's what I'm telling you. That He said, look, I've not been to church. I've not been to church since I've been a teenager. I'm 76. He said, but I know a successful person when I see one. I heard you on radio preach. You're going to be the loudest voice of the gospel in America. He said, this town we're in together is too small for you. Go to Tulsa. He said, the Holy Ghost has not led me. He said, okay. Man, continue. <laughs> Three months, he said he was so betrayed by his best friend, he had to leave the town in shame. You know, if God tells you to do something, don't do it. Then he will make people throw you out of the boat. So anywhere they betray you and they do it, it's because because you didn't hear God. God told you two years ago, you didn't hear, so they carried you, did this. If you are angry at the people that threw you out, you'll still be in that belly of the willow. You won't come out until you forgive them and say, Lord, in your sovereignty, I missed you. Forgive me. It's not them. It's me and you. What says thou, Lord? I'm here. You'll hear the instruction. He got to Tulsa and builds one of the largest ministries. Are you following? Yes, sir. So, I've told you things here. I mean, you can break all things into many things, but look at work properly, relationship building, understand this. Everybody you meet in that place, don't be nasty to everybody. Be polite. 
you don't know who opens doors. Are you following me? I'm telling you this. You don't know who opens doors. You will be amazed. I am saying this. You will, we can't say something. You'll be amazed at people in authority who are the people suggesting to them what to do and that they are making decisions based on it. You, I'm telling you, you'll be amazed that it is common people that are telling them that I know somebody somewhere that can do this and they open the door. So, you treat people right. If don't be arrogant, don't, once you are arrogant, ego, you die. people close doors on those people. They shut doors. And it's God inspiring them to shut it. Because God resists the proud. You see, you see, if it's the devil, you can resist it. But if it's God, and God is resisting you, what? Who are you going to call your own? <laughs> he resists the proud. But gives grace, all right, to the humble. Great people in a polite way understand your building relationships, the networks have been built, all right, in certain places and do that. All right, next week I, will, I was supposed to do QA, but next week I'll do QA. Eh? Uh, you want QA? Uh, you really want QA? Uh, you do QA. All right, so next week will be just coffee and questions. Abby? And I, I will take questions from any career and singles. Sorry, I shouldn't say career and singles. Career and relationships, not career and singles. So I will take career and singles. <laughs> All right. So I will take from it. All right then. Okay. All right. God bless you.